0: Welcome to the Jill on Money show. It's Monday, February 13th. I hope you like that Super Bowl. Okay, I can't really talk about it. We're pre-taping this show. (laughs) Mark, we might have to redo the top of the show after the Super Bowl. I just realized that. What a game. Wow, what a game. Uh, How about that halftime show? Amazing. What about the spots? Weren't they great? I'll do a new top after the game. Can I do that, Mark, or will I have enough time? No. So this will live as it is. Uh, Okay. This is the program that takes the mystery out of your financial life. Remember all those pandemic shows where we did do them really late because we waited till the market closed and every day was like a crazy roller coaster. Thank goodness those days are behind us, at least for now. If you have a financial question, I've got great news. Both Mark and I are certified financial planners and we love answering financial questions. But mostly, we like to hear your stories, and that is what makes this show unique, that we we know that there is a lot of advice-giving shows out there, but we like to hear who you are, what's going on, and we want to help you make the next best decision that is in front of you. And maybe that could be something that you're not thinking about, or maybe you just need a little bit of a handhold through a tough time. Whatever it is, we'd love to hear from you. Go to our website, jillonmoney.com click the contact us button. Of course, let us know if you would be willing to come on the air because it's more fun. It just is. I know we do email episodes for the shy people, but when we have you on the air, we can ask follow-up questions and that's always very helpful for us. So do that, come on the air, and um, then we'll try to set you on the right course. Today, we are joined by Edie, who's on the line from Texas. Hi, Edie. How are you? I'm good. How are you? We're doing great. What's going on? Well, I just have to say this is a dream because I listen
1: to y'all every single day.
0: Let me just say, it doesn't get boring to hear that. So you can say that as much as you want, that it's a dream. But I I, I hope that we live up to your expectations. That's really the number one thing. So tell us what brings you to us.
1: Since I'm 51, I kind of wanted to have a midlife check to make sure I'm doing things right. And that if I You know, maybe you can suggest something that I readjust if I need to.
0: I mean, you're very ambitious. I just want to say midlife. You think you're living to 102? (laughs) (laughs) I was just going to say that. (laughs) Let's call it a a five-eighths instead of midlife. Okay, let's see. What's going on? You're 51. Are you single? Are you married? What's going on?
1: Married with two kids. How old are the kids? 20 and 18. So one's in college and one's a senior in high school.
0: Wow. And is the senior in high school going to to college? Yes. Okay. And the 20-year-old in college, state school or private school? Well,
1: out-of-state, state state school.
0: I mean, you've got a great system in Texas. It's so hard to get in to the state school. All right. How old is your spouse? He is 51 also. Okay.
1: Are you both working full-time? Both work full-time how much do you earn I earn two, a little over 200 and I have a side hustle where I earn about 50
0: Wow that's fun I love that And what about your husband About 70 Are you both contributing to retirement accounts Yes
1: I do more I do 15% and then I have a 6% match and he does about 10,000
0: a year are you both using the pre-tax or are you using Roth versions of retirement accounts?
1: Well, he has a SEP, and then I just started a Roth because I started a new position um, in June.
0: Okay, so Edie, you're using a Roth contribution now. How much is in your pre-tax retirement account?
1: Two million
0: twenty-four thousand. Whoa. Ho ho ho. ho ho ho. That's awesome. Okay. Um, I'm liking that. And so in the Roth has some smaller amount, obviously, right? I have a Roth from before. I don't even, I really kind of don't know. It's a Roth IRA, I guess. Mm-hmm. That's 370. Say that one more time. How much in the Roth IRA? 370.
1: That's a nice pot of money to kind of forget about.
0: Yeah, I'll say. And what about in your husband's SEP? How much is in there? I think he has about 190. And what about other assets a brokerage account or any other old retirement or brokerage accounts floating around that you can think of?
1: The other retirement is about 53000 I have a um, taxable account with 89000 and then another one with 760000
0: Holy crap, girl. You're rocking it. Those brokerage accounts, are you managing them yourself? No. Well, my husband's actually a financial, financial advisor. Oh, wait a second. You're, wait a second, you're cheating on your husband right now by contacting us? Yes. This is a first. We just got that financial infidelity uh, report out. Let me just pull that up so I can tell everybody about that. As always, every year, there's some insane number of people, 39% of people who admit to committing financial infidelity against their spouse or partner. However... I'm not sure this is financial infidelity. It may just be, I don't know, like maybe it's a, um, it's not like infidelity, but it is like, I just want someone else to make sure everything's going okay. Right. So what is that? What's the right term for that, Mark? I don't know. She's looking for some sort of like uh confirmation bias. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. Let's see if you're okay. So you're, but wait a second. So your husband is he, so he's managing the money.
1: Well, he, he manages the, I have one uh, brokerage account with the 760. He manages
0: okay. that. How does he manage the account? Like what's in that, that $760,000 brokerage account? What's in there? Mutual funds, stocks, what?
1: Mostly mutual funds. Well, half of it I've kind of directed.
0: So I have like a ton of Netflix, Apple. Oh, so this is like, there's like a weird amount of like, like there's some fun money stuff going on in there. They're just like, ah, we're, you know what I mean? Like there's, This is not your real serious money in some respects because you have other stuff in there. Is that the right way to think about it or not?
1: Yes. Yes, that's exactly correct.
0: Okay. What about in the retirement, like all that money, that two and a half million dollars that's in retirement, in your 401k, in your Roth, and your IRAs, how do you manage that? Is that a little bit more conservative with like index funds? What are you doing? yes. Yes. And what about for college? You just paying it out of the brokerage account, or are you um, relying on a, a 529 plan? What, how did you save for college?
1: We have 529s, and we're so fortunate. The grandparents basically funded those.
0: Oh, my God. The rich grandparent is the best. So we really don't have to worry about that, whether your kid goes in-state or out-of-state, right? Right, right. Okay. How about your house? How much is that worth?
1: About $1.2 We owe you know, 680 maybe. What's the interest rate on that mortgage? We, jet, we refinanced right before it went
0: up. So it's 3.1. All right. What on earth could you possibly need from us? Do you spend a ton of money or what's going on with you?
1: Yes. We spend like
0: 18,000 a month. Did you say 18? Yes. Did you say that cheapishly? Like, yes. Wait a second.
1: One more thing, we have, we invested about 475 in real estate syndications.
0: So 475 in that. Wow. How's the, what's the income on that?
1: We just started in the late 2021 with that. Last year we made 40000
0: Whose idea was this? Mine. <laughs> this is like a very, that's a very esoteric kind of investment to make. How did that come to you? How did you learn about that?
1: I really wanted to do like a triple net lease. And this was sort of a safer way to do it. I felt like
0: it's in there anyway. And you did it as cash, right? There's no, there's no note against that, right? Right. That's correct. So that's a nice chunk of money. So right now you make 200 in your income, then a side hustle of 50. And so your husband and you, you're making, you know, 320 ish. You pay your taxes. You live in Texas. So no state income tax. You make your retirement contributions. How is your cash flow? I mean, are you able to cover 18 grand a month easily? Or is it yeah, like, I wow, think, that's hard? I think it's a little tighter
1: because our house note is 3000 a month. And then the property taxes are really expensive here. So it's two. So that's five just to even live in our house.
0: You make your retirement contributions. You have everything rocking and rolling. It's tight. But are you dipping into your savings at all?
1: No, but I you know, right now, I think I'm worried because I have a severance for the last um, year and a half, I guess, and that's about to go away and it's $8,000 a month.
0: Oh. So that's an old severance. Okay. And then you will have to dip into the brokerage, I presume, right? Yeah, like I will. And I don't want to do that at all. Mm, how do we but I mean like how do you cut down on this 18? As you said, if it's five grand a month for the house itself, right, and then let's say another three grand in stuff like that's, I don't know, utilities and, you know, eating a little bit and whatever. And so, like, let's just say that eight is completely not negotiable. Let's even say nine is not negotiable. The other nine is like living. Is it? Do you feel like there's something you're doing that is extravagant or not? I mean, honestly, no. Okay. What about your your future? What, what is it that you think you guys are on a path to do? Like work for 10 or 15 more years or what, what's your hope? Well, I would hope so. So you're willing to work. It's not like you're not going to work. Right. Stay in the house or not stay in the house? Yeah, because we just built it. How do you get out of the syndication deal? <laughs> No, I mean, like, what's the liquidation mechanism of it, right? You invest four seventy five. You're getting this forty grand of income's nice. So, like, that's a real yield. But how does it actually get retired, or what happens to that?
1: They usually do um, retire after about five years.
0: They'll sell the property. Okay, and then what does that mean? Does that mean you get a capital gains after that five years? You know, I don't know the answer to that. Yeah, I would you be interested. You work with a CPA or a tax preparer. Yes, I'd be interested to understand, like, obviously, 40 grand of income is plain old income. But I just wonder, like, the tax reporting on this would be interesting. And it would be nice to know what would happen if, like, are they going to just hand you your 475 back and the income is the income and that's that, which is fine. That's like buying a five year bond that's yielding a lot. Right. So I think that if you guys, even if you did need to dip in a little bit, maybe there's an idea here. What would happen if we didn't save as much in retirement? In other words, you have a lot of money in retirement. What would happen if we cut back a tiny bit just so that you could meet your cash flow more readily? Would that screw them up, Mark, for the future? And also, do you think it's 18 grand a month, like forever? Or do we think when the kids leave, it's going to go down a little bit and then, you know, like there'll be almost tranches of how your expenses go down. But is that fair to say or should we just count on 18 grand a month?
1: No, I definitely think it'll go down. Just, you know, kids going out to dinner and.
0: How much money is in your emergency reserve? Just your liquid cash on hand. What do you have? 223. And I think I have too much. Okay. That's okay. Because you're going to need that. Because when is the severance end? Um, I think it's April or May. Okay. So it's coming up. The the severance is gone. So definitely do not do anything with that savings because you might need to dip into it. But here's the question. What do you think, Mark, we should really count on for future expenses? Like if I'm looking 10 years from now, what do I think about for the real number, the need? I'm trying to work backwards because, you know, 18 grand a month is a big number, right? Um, But if you don't need that, could it be 180 grand a year? Not, you know, like, I don't know. What's the right number to use? I feel like 14. So that's 170. So let's say 180. Let's say 180 grand a year. What is your Social Security, and do either of you have a pension possibility?
1: So I had a pension, but I cashed it out.
0: Okay. Left my other company. Um, What about your Social Security benefit? Like, what's it look like at your full retirement age? I think 4400 And for him? Maybe 3600 So what we need you guys to do is essentially, between now and your full retirement age, we need you to kind of keep the, the, the boat afloat, meaning that what I hope happens is as your expenses go down a little bit, you, you may need to dip into your savings, at least in the near term. You really need to watch these expenses for real. You know, ideally let's say that it's, you know, we're at age 67, you've got eight grand a month coming in from social security. You'll, hopefully have this 475 back from the syndication deal you'll have a lot of assets Mark, do you think that they can make it on that like what what's your opinion i think they can if they can somehow avoid touching all of this money that they've accumulated you know in the early 60s by about 62 so 11 years from now what they have right right now is going to be worth probably around 5 million dollars right and we need them to get to 6 to pull out the 180 a year about right I think they can do it, but I just don't think they can continue to save what they're saving right now. Yeah, I think that the problem that you had that I see is that the way that you've set this up just in terms of your lifestyle, which I'm not telling you not to do it. It just kind of consigns you to working pretty hard. You don't get this like oh, I'm gonna have a glide path off to make it easier. If you wanna maintain your lifestyle, you guys really have to work right to your full retirement age. Or you don't have to, if you pull back, if you're like, you know what, screw it. The house was great. We loved it, but we're out of it. You know, our kid moved out of state and, you know, lives in Oklahoma now. We're gonna go move with the kid. Like, there are a lot of things that can happen between now and then. The spending part, because the spend is at this 18 grand a month, it does really put you on track to really keep working. And and maybe um, what I would be careful about is if you find yourself plowing through that savings that you have, that 223 grand of savings, you know, what you need to talk to your husband about is that you might need to actually take some money out of that brokerage account today, you know, maybe free up some cash, because you don't wanna, you don't wanna find yourself short at the wrong time. So I think that probably what you should be considering is pulling back a little. I mean, I would see how it goes while you have the severance, when the severance goes away. And then I think you should try to maybe pull back on your retirement. If you're, are you making a catch-up contribution right now also? It's hard to tell if I get there with my 15%. I mean, I, I think so. I'd prefer you not put the money. I mean, you have a lot of money saved in retirement already, and I'd prefer you not overfund retirement at this point at the expense of blowing through all your brokerage account. You know, so I think it's better if you pull back a little bit, have some more money in cash. Let's see how the the, the end of severance goes, that period of time. And then we're going to have to really, I think you're going to have to really take a hard look at, you know, what is it that we're spending money on? Is there something here that is, you know, if if out of the 18, 12 is like hardcore, we cannot change that. Maybe there's some like a few thousand dollars in there every month that you can change. I don't know. Does your husband have a sense that does he come and pound the table and say, my God, we are um, spending too much money? Or is that you? Do you do that?
1: Oh, absolutely me. He does yeah. not care. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's funny, because normally, I would say, what happens is that the person who's the advisor is the one who does that. No. <laughs> All right. Tell us a little bit more about some basic stuff. Do you have your estate planning done? Yes. Okay. Life insurance, do you have some still? Yes. Okay. Um, how much do you have?
1: I don't have as much. My husband has like $2 million. I have, I think.
0: Because when I switched jobs, it kind of went with, I think I have 570. It's weird. Like you're the major, you are the one who is like the big wage earner. So what's funny about that is I would think you should have more. He's screwed if you die, God forbid. I think you probably might need a little more coverage for right now. Can you see if you can buy it through your employer? Thank you for calling, Edie. We we hope that you uh, take a good, hard look at the those numbers on the spend. And uh, listen, you've done an amazing job of accumulating assets. That's what I can say. Really phenomenal. So that's the good news. And what I think is important is that we just don't let things blow up out of control, okay? Yes. All right, good. All right. If you, like Edie, want a gut check on your spouse's financial acumen... <laughs> It's not financial infidelity. It's just a double check. Um, Give us a holler. You can go to jillonmoney.com, click the contact us button. Do let us know if you'd be willing to come on the air. We'd love to have you. Don't forget, you can buy the Great Money Reset with the famous chapter two called Curb Your Consumption, which is a great chapter. Um, You can buy the Great Money Reset wherever you buy books. And uh, you can just also go to the website because we direct you there. All right. Do something nice for someone else today. Change your work, change your wealth, change your life. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. If you've ever been in the market for a new home, you know home shopping can be a lot. There's so much you don't know and so much you need to know. What are the neighborhoods like? What are the schools like? Who is the agent who knows the listing or neighborhood best? Homes.com collaboration tools make it easier than ever to share all this information with your family. It's a whole cold de sac of home shopping information, all at your fingertips. Homes.com. We've done your homework.